It's great to be here tonight. Uh, it's great to be back from camp. You may have noticed um, some tired faces in the audience this morning who were struggling to stay awake, hopefully not up here on the front row. Uh, none of them were tired, right? No tiredness. No, they're ready to go again. Uh, but you may have noticed some adults that were tired. I know personally I was pretty exhausted still. Uh, I took a little nap this afternoon and a nap yesterday, so I'm starting to get back up to where I need to be to get ready for the week. Uh, but we had an incredible week at church camp, at Camp Naoti. Uh, such a beautiful place. If you've never been there, I recommend that sometime in the future you, you make it a point to go out there and just look around the camp. It's a beautiful camp right on the edge of Lake Gunnersville, and uh, there's really uh, something special about the place uh, where you get to kind of retreat and get away from all the distractions of the world and, uh, and go and focus on what's really important. And uh, tonight, I want to kind of do a quick recap of our camp week and also our camp theme uh, at, that we studied over the course of the camp week. Uh, and the camp theme was uh, what was read earlier uh, in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 to 9. And we'll get into that a little bit more in just a little bit. Uh, but I want to start out just kind of overviewing our camp week. Uh, our theme, as you can see up here, was the game of life. And uh, we kind of started out the week talking about the fact that life is not just a game. And in life, there are consequences and there are choices that have to be made. And uh, that's kind of how we started out the week on Sunday night, uh, talking about that general theme of the game of life. Uh, Sunday night, uh, we, we split up into teams. And uh, each team was tasked with creating a game piece. And uh, as you can see, some were more creative than others. Um, as you can see here, I'm holding what was called a checker piece. Uh, I'm still unsure of what it actually is. Uh, but it's supposed to be a small checker. Uh, and at the top, we have a car. And uh, this is the Green Turtles. Let, Jonah was leading that group. Uh, they still feel like they won because it's pretty cool. Uh, and then down here, we had the Red Rockets. And uh, so they were tasked in that night, I wish you could have been there, to create a game piece. They only had about 15 minutes to create something. I gave each of them uh, a cardboard box, some red Solo cups, scissors, and duct tape. I think that's all they had. And uh, they had about 15 minutes to create something. And, uh, and so that's what came out of it. There were six groups, so there's two groups that aren't up there. Um, but I can't remember right now off the top of my head what those groups were. Uh, must not have been very memorable. What was that? The orange lollipops and the whiteout. They made a whiteout can. Uh, so it was pretty interesting to watch. And so uh, they also had to come up with a jingle that went with their team name. And so uh, it was very interesting. And so uh, Monday, uh, as you know, was 4th of July. And so Monday was America Monday. And uh, we, this was something new to camp this year, was theme nights. And uh, each night we had a different theme that we were challenging our kids to dress up in the most creative way possible. Uh, you can see... Uh, Jeffrey is kind of hidden back in here. He was our Monday night winner uh, of theme nights uh, for being best dressed. 
And uh, each night, though, we dressed up in a different way, and we tried to go all out uh, for July 4th. Since we didn't get to shoot off fireworks, uh, we tried to dress up as much as we could. It was against camp rules to shoot fireworks, so we had to stay away from that. Uh, but through the night, there were many fireworks going off around Lake Gunnersville, so some of our kids were able to, able to watch that. And so also, our Monday night activity uh, was Hungry Hippos, and this was, this was real life Hungry Hippos, and uh, Brad Costello was kind of over uh, that particular night's event, and uh, what they had was little uh, furniture movers, uh, carts that they laid on, and then uh, laundry hampers, and uh, of course, just like the game, uh, as you can see, there were people pushing them, and uh, people on the carts, and uh, your goal was to collect as many of those little they're like those old McDonald's balls. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Unfortunately, little kids don't even remember McDonald's with those little balls. But that was my childhood. McDonald's had the ball pit. And uh, that's what we used for our activity on Monday night, Hungry Hippos. Uh, I think this is Evan right here, Evan Lynch, going in for the kill. And uh, he was pretty beastly at that game, I think. Uh, but that was our Monday night event. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Tuesday was Tropical Tuesday, and uh, we dressed up in our best tropical attire. Um, you can see some uh, different looks going on here. This is Kyle Macon, also one of the other, um, one of the other uh, directors of the Camp Week. Uh, I was trying to see if Sierra got in this picture. Where is she at? I don't think she made it in the picture, uh, but Sierra Harnden was our champion for the night. Uh, she had on a like toucan hat or something. I don't even know what it was, but it was it was pretty cool. Uh, she went all out for Tropical Tuesday, and uh, on Tuesday night our activity was a game called Cranium. Uh, Cranium. Some of you probably played it. It's a board game, and there's different activities. There's uh, different things you have to do. Uh, but I wanted to stop here and also explain something that was going on throughout the rest of the week. One point we wanted to get across this year was the fact that in the game of life, there are consequences. So this here is the will of misfortune. And uh, throughout the week, if any camper did something that we deemed uh, worthy of spinning the will of misfortune, uh, then the kids every morning had to come up and spin the wheel. And we had a nice little chant that we would do every time somebody was walking up to the wheel. And uh, it was a lot of fun uh, for me. I don't know about for them. I had to spin the wheel twice, so I was guilty a couple of times. Once I was not, but I spun it anyway. Um, and so if they left their books, their workbooks, uh, class books laying around camp, or if we found any Bibles laying around camp that had names in them, we would send them to the wheel. And uh, as you can see, there's a couple of, uh, like, sweep the pavilion, last to eat, just very uh, awful things that you don't want. My favorite director's pick, where we got to come up with something that the kids had to do. Um, that was my favorite. It only got spun like twice through the week. Uh, and as you can see right here, there's a little small spot for forgiveness. And if the kids were to spin and strike forgiveness, then they had no consequence. And so uh, a couple of kids spun forgiveness. I know Elizabeth Rogley got forgiveness once or twice. I think she might have gotten it twice. And so I was kind of angry about that, you know? 
We didn't put that on the board so you could get it more than once, okay? It's not even supposed to happen. Uh, so we played cranium, and the way cranium worked is you would come up and spin the wheel, and if you got green, you picked a green card, and each of them had different things. And uh, so here's a picture of uh, Rebecca Carolyn and David Rogers getting pumped up about cranium. And uh, Rebecca had to draw, basically, this was called a senso sketch. And uh, those of you who've played the game are familiar with this, uh, but she had to draw with her eyes covered uh, without being able to see, and her team had to guess what she was trying to draw. Uh, and, and there were different things like that. There were humdingers where kids had to hum songs, uh, lots of different uh, odd things that they had to do. Uh, Wednesday night uh, Wednesday night was Woomate Wednesday. Now, that doesn't really make any sense, uh, but that's camp, okay? A lot of things we do at camp don't make sense, uh, and that's why we do it, because it don't make sense. Uh, but Wednesday night, I didn't get a picture of all of our matching twins. Woomate Wednesday was for our twin night. We had lots of people uh, matching and, uh, and going all out for that. I don't remember who won. Who won that night? Okay. Jeffrey, you think you won? Jeffrey and David won uh, because they dressed as Jacob and Esau. <laughs> and they, they uh, dressed as Bible characters. So they went far back. Um, but our Wednesday night event uh, was a game that Allison and I were in charge of called Clue. And uh, we... We based it kind of off of the classic board game clue, uh, but we put our own little spin on it. And uh, we came out and tried to make it real creepy and uh, cut the lights out and came out with these torches. Uh, these are two of my former youth group members at Saltillo that came to visit for the night uh, with the speaker for the night. Uh, but we came out uh, with these torches, and uh, basically what we, what we said was, the goat man has attacked our camp. Okay, and uh, what they had to do was figure out who was kidnapped and where they were at because we had to rescue them. And uh, the way they would do that is um, they had to run around camp and find uh, what we called holy men who were stationed around camp. There were nine of them. And at each station, they had to stop and pick a number. And uh, it was one or two. And you either picked a task or... Uh, a Bible question, and um, the, this bottom group, you could see they had to play leapfrog uh, with their whole group in order to a- achieve the task, uh, and this top group, uh, once you got a, a stone, uh, if you answered the question correctly, you got a stone that was wrapped up, uh, and it was the answer to your clue. Uh, it was the answer to who was missing, which was Kyle Macon was missing, and um, so they had to go to each of the nine stations and collect a stone. And uh, the next day, we took some time to talk about what this event was about. Okay? Um, once they went and did that, uh, once they collected all their stones and figured out where Kyle was at, they had a candle that they had to get lit by Kyle and get it back to the uh, pavilion where we were stationed. And uh, that sounds pretty simple, except we had adults with water guns around uh, the camp, uh, shooting them out. Now, I promise some of these adults were having a little too much fun with the water guns. Um, some of our very own chaperones were just really enjoying themselves uh, with the water gun and uh, shooting candles out. And if their candle got shot out, they had to go back to Kyle and get relit. And so uh, 
we kind of talked about the next day in our Bible classes or in our small group time, uh, what this activity kind of represented. Uh, and the stones, uh, we've, we felt like kind of represented God's clues. Uh, God's clues in life uh, through, through God's word. And uh, that, that all point to what's missing in our life, which is Jesus, uh, which in the game was Kyle. Uh, it all points to that. And uh, if you follow God's word and figure out what's missing, you get your light of salvation. And, uh, and that was what the kids were doing. They would get their candles lit. And then once you get your candle lit and you accept Christ as your Savior, you accept Him in baptism, uh, then you have to journey through uh, enemy territory uh, of life to reach your reward. And we, we broke that down uh, as they traveled through the camp with their candles, trying not to get it shot out with a water gun. Uh, we, we compared that to life and how in life, even though we have a relationship with God, it doesn't mean life's going to be easy. We still have to travel through enemy territory uh, to get to where we have to get. Uh, and we also talked about as a team and as a church family, how we have to work together uh, to get where we're going, how we have to work together to figure out the answer to the clues that we're given, uh, how we have to work together to get uh, to heaven. And we don't always, uh, it's not always easy. Uh, I, I said uh, to the other directors, leave it to Alex to, to create a game that causes lots of injuries because Wednesday night, was the night that we had the most injuries. I had kids running around in the dark. Uh, Samantha tripped in a hole, right? Samantha got tripped in a hole, and people got hurt, um, unfortunately. Uh, and we talked about how some people got tired from their, from their race through life. And um, just the way life is, uh, sometimes we're going to be hurt. Sometimes we're going to have trouble getting through and be tired. Um, and then we talked about uh, the devil, um, not that our adults are devils, uh, but they kind of represented the devil in our game, trying to shoot our lights out. And um, how you never know really where he's going to come from or when he's going to come, where he's hiding in your life, but, but he is going to come. And, uh, and the devil in our game had an unlimited supply of water or ammunition to go after these candles with, just like the devil does in our lives, has unlimited ammunition to come at us uh, and so we we kind of stopped and talked about that um, and in our game we had some accused of cheating uh, Brooks you, Brooks is like yeah that was me when I was a kid we had some accused of cheating and uh, they were penalized uh, if caught for cheating uh, but the one team in particular that won uh, was accused a few times of cheating and they were given some pretty steep penalties, but yet they still were able to achieve victory. And uh, through our lives, we're going to face different consequences and we're going to fall, uh, but we can still achieve victory. And uh, we, we talked about that with our kids. Uh, this, this journey of life took place in 90 minutes as we were running through camp, uh, but each step kind of represents months, years of our lives uh, that, that we traveled. And so uh, we talked about that. Thursday was our last day, and uh, Thursday was Throwback Thursday, and so uh, we kind of went retro for Thursday night. Uh, you'll see some kids dressed as hippies, 
Uh, some kids dressed as themselves as kids. Uh, that was Jeffrey and Ashley. Ashley took home the prize that day because she dressed as her kindergarten graduation picture. Uh, that was real throwback. Was it kindergarten? Preschool graduation. And so uh, she, she really threw it back. And uh, I don't know what I was doing. I just put on weird clothes. Uh, I don't really know what I was throwing it back to. And so then we had, on Thursday night, our third annual lip sync battle. And uh, so here's a couple of contestants here. Um, a lip sync battle is simply a, a pretty popular event that's gone around, uh, around pop culture. And uh, basically, what happens in a lip sync battle is people pick out songs and then they lip sync it. You don't actually sing it. You just move your, you just move your mouth and act like you're singing it. And so uh, we've got a couple of contestants here like Justin Bieber and, uh, and the Backstreet Boys. And so uh, they sang, I want it that way, and he sang, baby. And so uh, it was pretty incredible to stop and watch. Um, and then our former champion, Peyton Stidham, here he is. Uh, he was the former champion from last year, so he got to do an encore performance on uh, Thursday night uh, as he sang Undo It by Carrie Underwood. <laughs> he had a blast doing it. Uh, but then he was tasked he was tasked with giving the trophy to the new winner, uh, who's right here. His name's Safari. Uh, he sang a Miley Cyrus song, and so he took home the crown. Uh, but it was a lot of fun uh, going through... Uh, going through and having a lip sync battle, and there were more contestants. Uh, I didn't have enough room to put up all their pictures, but it was it was pretty fun. Uh, we had an awesome day. Also during the day, we had lots of activities going on. Um, Allison organized a volleyball tournament, and uh, we had some teams involved in that. Uh, here's Ethan Fister leading the team called the Young Guns, and uh, it was Ethan. And a lot of our younger kids, uh, you can see Wyatt and Aiden and Isaac and Evan and Jackson in there with Ethan. Uh, up here is Walter Rayburn. Uh, he's the minister over at Al Hollow. Some of you probably know him. He was, uh, he was highly involved in our camp throughout the week. I wanted to put his picture up there. Uh, having fun. You may not have seen him like that before. Uh, and then down here, we have a couple of teams uh, playing, and Jeffrey's team won uh, the, the, the volleyball tournament. And so we had a lot of fun, but we had a lot of things going on throughout the day. Ultimate Frisbee is always a, uh, a favorite at camp. And so there was lots of Ultimate Frisbee going on through the day. And then on Thursday night, we played midnight Ultimate Frisbee till about 1.30 in the morning uh, to finish out the week. So that was kind of exhausting. Uh, and of course, we had five baptisms through the week. And uh, Carmen is here tonight. And we're thankful for her giving her life over to Christ. Um, five baptisms from different congregations. And also uh, Simon Pickney uh, came forward asking for prayers while we were at camp. Um, I've probably seen more baptisms and more kids giving their lives to Christ at camp throughout my life than any other place that I go. I think camp is one of the most effective tools that we have uh, in the church. And so uh, here's our full group picture. Um, one, one other thing I wanted to highlight is right up here in my hand. Uh, this is one of my favorite parts of camp, so I have to stop and talk about it for a second. 
I'm holding the golden broom. Um, the golden broom is about 24 karat gold. Is that right, Allison? 24 karat gold. Costs about $5 at the dollar store with some spray paint. And um, the winner of cabin inspection each day went home with the golden broom. And uh, it's kind of bent in this picture. It ended up getting snapped in half thanks to our oldest guy's cabin. Um, our oldest guys were attacked by a hornet uh, in their cabin. And so one of them happened to be holding the golden broom. And so the golden broom suffered for it, unfortunately. Um, like I said earlier, lots of strange things happen at camp. And uh, we try to do anything that doesn't make sense because it's fun. And uh, that's what we were doing with the golden broom. This is uh, one of my favorite pictures from camp, our full group. Uh, from, from this congregation, um, all the adults that are represented in this picture, uh, all the hard work that is represented in this picture uh, really meant a lot to me. Uh, and uh, we're thankful uh, to have such a great group. Uh, me and Allison were talking one night as we realized that we were celebrating our one-year anniversary with Winchester uh, at, at Camp Nayati. And uh, just thinking about what all has gone on throughout the past year, all the people who mean so much to us, who we've grown close to, uh, and how thankful we are to be here. Uh, so our theme, as I told you earlier, was the game of life. Each night's lesson was based off of a board game. Um, the first night, Sunday night, as I told you earlier, and we're going to dig into it a little bit more in a minute, uh, but the first night was simply just the game of life. And the fact that life is not just a game, uh, and we're going to face consequences through life, and we have to make a decision that affects our eternal life uh, while we're here. Uh, Monday night, we talked about the game Trouble. Some of you remember playing that game. Uh, and Joseph came out and taught us that lesson. Uh, and the game Trouble was based on the problem of sin. And the fact that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God and we're all in trouble. Uh, but thankfully, God has given us something uh, that we can do about that. Uh, Tuesday night... We had a guy named Reed Swindle come out and teach us a lesson on the game Operation. Um, you, you all remember playing that game and getting frustrated every time your little tweezers hit the, hit the side of the operation table. Uh, and we talked about how all of us have something that needs to be cut out of our lives. And uh, it sparked a good conversation amongst some of our guys who have talked about cutting some different things out of our lives. I know the girls have had good conversations too. Uh, and so this was Tuesday night. Wednesday night, uh, David Baker, uh, the minister in Savannah that uh, Joseph and I have both worked with, who has been a great mentor to us, uh, and he talked about the game Sorry. And this, this particular lesson was based around forgiveness and that we must give it and we must get it if we're going to obtain our eternal life. Uh, and so Thursday night, uh, we closed out uh, with a guy named Michael Rosenblum, and he talked about the game Battleship uh, and the battle that we're all in and that we all need to prepare for battle before we leave camp. Uh, so I want you to turn over to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. We're going to look at verse 9 in particular. Um, like I said, uh, this was our theme verse for all of camp. And uh, as I get ready to close out our lesson, I want us to spend a little time focusing on Galatians chapter 6, uh, verse 9. But I want us to read verses 7 through 9 together. 
Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. I want you to notice verse 9. Really focus on it. Verse 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. If we do not give up. Uh, As we looked at verse 7, we talked about the fact that we have to make a choice. uh, That we have a choice to make. And whatever choice we make will have a consequence. That's kind of where we went in verse 8. The consequence. We have to make a choice. We either have to make a choice for eternal life or we make a choice for eternal death. And that's a sad reality uh, that many will face if they don't make the right choice to follow God in this life. Uh, Then in verse 8, we talked about the consequences, uh, which is what I just said, eternal life and eternal death. Uh, We have consequences. And then in verse 9, we focused on a, on a word that also starts with the letter C, commitment. In, in the real game of life, it's full of lots of things that we as Christians have to commit to. Uh, we have to commit to our schoolwork. Uh, we have to commit to a college and to our college work. Um, some, some commit to a team, uh, commit their time to, to spend a lot of time working towards a common goal of winning a championship. Um, We have to commit to our spouse, uh, to our jobs, uh, to the church. We, life is full of lots of commitments. And uh, I feel like verse 9 really stops there and and focuses on that commitment. Um, If we aren't committed to the things in our lives that we need to be committed to, if you aren't committed to your spouse, if you aren't committed to your schoolwork, if you aren't committed to your job, you're going to face consequences. Those things are not going to work out the way they're supposed to if you're not committed. And, and it's the same way with our, with our spiritual lives, with our lives with God. Um, all of us have something that's holding us back from being fully committed to Christ. We all have something that's holding us back from being fully committed to a walk with God. To being fully committed to a relationship with God. And uh, just as I told the kids on Sunday night of camp, and as we went through the week of camp, what is your one thing? What is the one thing that's holding you back from being fully, 100% committed to a relationship with Christ? Because whatever that one thing is, got to go it's got to be cut out of your life it's got to be sent somewhere else Uh, notice what verse 9 says let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap we talked about what it takes to make a commitment the sacrifice that it takes Uh, the things that we have to get rid of in order to make a commitment If you're going to take a new job, you have to be committed uh, and you're probably going to have to sacrifice some things in order to take that job. 
Uh, to be committed to a spouse, you have to sacrifice some things in your life in order to be fully committed to your spouse. If you want to be part of a sports team, you have to sacrifice some other things in order to spend all your time focusing towards that. You have to sacrifice uh, time with friends. You have to sacrifice times at home to be fully committed to a sports team. If you're going to be fully committed to God, you have to sacrifice some things. Unfortunately, it's not always the things we would like to sacrifice, um, but, but we do have to sacrifice. Uh, there's, a, there's this video that floats around online every once in a while uh, that's called the marshmallow test. Some of you have probably seen it, uh, maybe not. Uh, I've showed it to our kids. They didn't remember it when I talked about it at camp, but I think they remember it now. Um, the marshmallow test. It's where they take a kid, I think the kid's in first grade, and put him in a small room, him or her, and they put a marshmallow in front of him. And they say, we're going to leave you in here in this room with the door shut by yourself with that marshmallow, and you have 15 minutes. And if you don't eat your marshmallow in 15 minutes, then we'll give you a second marshmallow. Or if you want to eat your marshmallow right now, go ahead, eat it, There won't be any consequences, but you won't get a second marshmallow. And so through the video, you have some kids who say, all right, thanks, eat the marshmallow, done. Thanks for giving me the opportunity, but I want this marshmallow right now. Uh, Then you have have the kids who take the marshmallow and smell it, and they lick it, and they enjoy it as much as they can. Some of them bite little small pieces off of it. But try to, try to get as close as they can to not eating the marshmallow, uh, but also still enjoying the marshmallow for those 15 minutes. Um, and then you have the kids that are just stone-faced. They sit there, they stare at that marshmallow, but they never eat it uh, because they are focused on the reward that they're going to get. Um, there's a lot of things in life that we look forward to. In this in this funny little video, um, they focus on kids who know what their reward is, uh, and as an adult, we look at it and say, why is that so hard? Just 15 minutes, you know your reward's coming, just wait on it, and then you'll, you'll get another marshmallow. As an adult, that seems so obvious, um, but then for a kid, it's so hard. For God, it seems so obvious to him. I've told you what your reward's going to be. I've told you exactly what's coming to you if you wait, if you're patient, if you don't grow weary of doing good. I've told you exactly what's waiting on you. Why is that so hard for us? Why is it so hard for us to not be willing to sacrifice some of the things that, that we struggle with in our lives? Because we know what's coming. You know the reward that's coming. Why is it so hard to sacrifice? Look again at verse 9 as it closes verse 9. It says, if we do not give up. If we don't give up. When we do give up, we basically tell God that whatever we're giving up Him for is more important than He is. We tell God that, that uh, this thing... Um, our jobs, our sports, our social media, 
Whatever we're giving up God for is more important than He is. What, what is it you're sacrificing that's holding back your relationship with God? What is it going to take for you to commit to Him in the game of life? What's it going to take um, over the next couple of weeks, over the next couple of hours, over the next couple of minutes? What's it going to take for you to sacrifice some things in your life to have a stronger relationship with our Lord and Savior? What is it going to take? For some of you, the thing that's holding you back uh, is keeping you from being baptized. It's keeping you from, from, from having your sins washed away. It's keeping you from going into a deeper relationship with Christ. It's keeping you from being able to live the life of a Christian. For some, uh, at one point in your life, you were committed and you were baptized, but, but you've given it all up over the course of time. Uh, you've done what verse 9 tells us not to do. Uh, you've given up. Uh, we talked about at camp the fact that some of the kids that were there had already given up before camp started. Some of you here tonight have given up. Some of you have already given up on God. Maybe at some point in your life you were committed, but at this point right now, you're given up. What's causing you to give up? What is it that you need to sacrifice in your life that, that, that needs to go so that you can be more committed to God? So that you can be more focused on the reward that's coming. Like I said, God looks at it and says, why is this so hard? I've told you what your reward's going to be. Get there. Life is not just a game. Life has consequences. Life has, life has eternal consequences. What we do here affects what's going to happen for the rest of eternity. Are you going to be committed to God? You have that opportunity tonight as we stand and sing.